0: Did you have to is a proud member of the Bawai podcast community?
1: Welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kane and Nisha. Yeah! Nisha's quirk, Stress Ball. By internalizing her stress about the world being in chaos and crime, she converts that stress into a superpower, becoming a badass. Kate's quirk, Waifu Warrior. By just watching her favorite shows, she can manifest real or fictional characters into the real thing. They come to life and fight by her side. Not every character does it, though. She has to find the individual really hot. Yeah! Hey, everyone. We're back from a tiny hiatus. I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And today, we're talking all about Yaoi.
0: Yes. This is... (laughs) <laughs> no you go ahead <laughs> no like, it's been a while
1: it's been a while since we've recorded
0: technically yeah if people missed the live episode it has been a while um but I was gonna say this is just like this this has been an episode that has been a long time coming I feel like they oh, yeah. have listened to this so it feels like a
1: good way to come back off of a small hiatus <laughs> it does get your thirst buckets ready get some water we're, got we're diving in um but the important thing we have to tell you is that this episode is actually sponsored by Yaoi Crate. Yeah, Kate, you actually have a Yaoi Crate, right? I did! I got the first one that they've uh, that they've shipped out. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Yaoi Crate, Yaoi Crate is a subscription box that offers 100% officially licensed BL merch, manga, and doujin. With four to six items per box and exclusives that you can only get from Yaoi Crate. Um the first crate which came out in October was they did a partnership with Rotten Blossoms uh so that had Dogen and then this last one for November was a partnership with Faku. Um or I believe Koma is their uh their yaoi brand but Faku if you don't know is the hentai publisher in the United States. Mm. And I say the hentai publisher Um, But I will say they're really fun. It's both adorable and sexy, which is kind of what you want your yaoi to be half the time anyway. If it's not Yakuza yaoi, but yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, it it, it can be, no, what am I saying? Yakuza yaoi is just straight hot. (laughs) There, There is no room for adorable.
1: It's just hot. Yup. And we're going to get into it today. Yes. But yeah, so before we get started, I do want to kind of go over some terms that we'll use throughout. Because yaoi, more affectionately known as boys love or BL, which is also what I'll probably slip into calling it here. Uh, means a lot of things and there are kind of different variations to it. So the three words that you'll hear come up a lot when you're talking about BL. BL is what you'll hear most commonly because of the negative connotations associated with yaoi. So there is BL, there is yaoi, and there's shonen ai. So shonen ai in Japan literally means the love of a young boy and this term was used uh, to refer to some works by 24 nengumi shoujo mangaka, such as Mudo Hejo and Keiko Takamiya in the 1970s and 80s in Japan specifically, shonen eyes narration revolved around a shonen. So this is specifically like a really pretty adolescent boy protagonist and his struggles with love. So this was never it never specified what kind of love. It was, if it was heterosexual or queer Mm. romances, it was just love. Um, But within the English speaking community, Shonen Ai is heavily based on shoujo manga and was developed in the time where essentially uh, explicit sexual scenes were not the norm in girl targeted work. So essentially you end up with Shonen Ai, which which is now essentially a... Boys love manga but there is no sexually explicit scenes in it. Um so that's your quick breakdown. It's probably not 100% correct. These terms are used by fandom and I am a woman in the west in the US specifically. This means think something very different to us than it does in Japan. Also for reference in the show notes, I will include the article that I am using for reference, which is from Futakia, which is a Yaoi subscription site that I currently have a subscription for because I never canceled it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the next term is Yaoi. Yaoi came from a different environment uh, compared to Shoujo-Eye. Uh, In 1979, a Dojinka group released an amateur anthology, *Rapori*, which used the term Yaoi for the first time. Yaoi is an abbreviation of Yamanashi, Ochinashi, and Iminashi. No climax, no anticlimax, and no meaning. This term basically means that there is no actual plot in the work, and usually has two men getting together, mostly in an erotic manner. Uh, Yeah, so that's what it means in Japan in the US or English-speaking community. Both fan spaces and the commercial industry have used the word Yaoi for decades after it was exported to the English-speaking communities, Specifically in the 2000s, Yaoi was found underneath, uh, or Yaoi was found in English publishers and licensors' websites. It was actually marketed as Yaoi versus just a descriptor. And that is something that is not the same in Japan. So although the word yaoi was probably one of the most conveniently used terms, it strongly connotes something that is erotic and is explicit. Um, So that's where that sits. And then the final one is boys love or BL. Uh, In Japan, boys love or BL is a term coined during the male male fiction bubble in the 1990s. This was the time where so many, where there were so many terms to define male-male romantic fiction and many titles were still categorized under shoujo manga instead of having their own category. It is believed that magazine image was the first to use the word BL routinely and since then BL finally became the official term used for original commercial male-male fiction work. In the English-speaking community. In the past, we may have seen yaoi as a more well-known term internationally for the community that has built around boys' love. However, in the past decade, there has been a significant emergence of the word BL in markets around the world, even in the non-English ones, although for some people, BL is simply the replacement word for any other term they have known before, like yaoi, shonenai, or even slash. However, it's just, it, it's just used to define the genre. So if I contextualize this for people who are like, okay, Kate, you spoke really fast and I still don't know what this means. <laughs> you can call everything under the 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 male-male the umbrella of fiction, boys love or BL. But Shonen and I will never be explicit. Yowie mm-hmm. can be explicit. And if you talk about Yowie in like, general public or within the communities it will be seen as sexually explicit um nisha any questions
0: no you know i feel like i just had a crash course in yaoi 101 which i think that should be the name of the episode yaoi 101 <laughs>
1: classes yep. in session
0: yes i love it no but i think all of that's very helpful because um like i think i've read more shonen you said shonen ai shonen AI. Right? Shona and I. So I think I've, I've read more of those like blue flag for me really sticks out. So like knowing the definitions, like for people who are read who are listening to this and, you know, if you're curious about BL or Yowie and you want to dip your toe in the pool, I think this is very helpful for our audience to know, because like, for me, I honestly have a Kate. I don't know if y'all have a Kate through this show, but I have a Kate who tells me and yells at me to go
1: read things and I just trust yeah. her judgment. Yes, <laughs> and possibly share sexually sexually explicit yaoi images in chats to be like, "Look, it's hot. Go read it."
0: What is our friendship if nothing but? I've <laughs> just we need a list. If nothing but betting you slash bribing you to read something, <laughs> exchanging yeah. exchanging anime figures with yes. one another as gifts, and then just you know appreciating very
1: hot anime men together yep. yep and and I will say so like yaoi for me is something that I've always kind of been interested in <laughs> um but I've never actually been a large part of like the fujo community so fujo is short for fujoshi fujoshi is what a lot uh, is what a lot of yaoi readers call themselves specifically if they're women and then fudanshi is what a male yaoi reader is called Um, but Fujo for short for both. Um, So I guess I've read enough and own enough Yaoi to call myself Fujo, but like quarantine has expanded my manga (laughs) and like webcomic reading immensely. So this is when I, I first started really like not just dipping my toe into like Yaoi, but like I've also been reading Yuri, which is um, a women, a women, women fiction. And then also, of course, like the Jose Smut, which is just the heterosexual stuff that we and and honestly, if you want to hear me and Nisha talk about our recommendations in the world of Smut, you can head on over to patreon.com slash but why though and listen to Manga Trash. Where we live in the trash bin and yep. dear lord are there some trashy titles that we have reviewed over there um, <laughs> the fire in his fingertips yes <laughs> that's yes. If that's not
0: enough to get y'all to go listen to us talk about manga trash with one another it's a finger in his feet fi- the fire in his fingertips is so good though it is so good it's like you know you go in just expecting smut but this story I mean, here's that one where the other trashiest one is my boss is an XL, which.
1: That one
0: (laughs) is just trash. It's so trash. It's so trash. Everything about it is trash. Nothing makes sense. It's porn with plot. There's no plot. You're right. There's no plot. (laughs) But Uh, we don't
1: get that. We don't get into that here.
0: (laughs) <laughs>
1: Y'all going down the trash for that. Um, but so, what I will say is, I definitely held a lot of. So, it is like Nisha and I are two straight women, fairly straight women, uh, speaking for myself, not for you, uh, <laughs> who are talking about yaoi, which is a genre of storytelling. So, um and I guess talking about BL more generally cuz I do want to talk about the amazing world of BL in mm-hmm. Korean manhwa which is on um things like Tapas and uh Tapas Les Leshin and uh Tappytoon amazing titles like I've mm-hmm. bought in too many coins um just going to be honest Oh also Webtoon oh, I and mean granted Webtoon. Yeah granted Webtoon
0: doesn't well Okay, it's different because I don't know who like who all or where all the creators are from because Webtoon has a collection of creators from around the world. But yeah. that's where I've gotten a lot of my BL from lately. There's like there is like a BL Webcomics has
1: really exploded BL mm-hmm. in in a very interesting way. Cause like while I, I'm newer to the community, I have been doing a lot of reading and doing a lot of tracking of like publishers just hunting down like really good titles to read because I have literally nothing better to do. So I just read like 50 chapters of manga at night. Um, And so what's really cool is you have a lot of, a lot of the first BL that I was introduced to was really doujins, like doujins Mm -hmm. of existing franchises, right? So if you have not listened to us before and you don't know what uh, doujinshi is or dojin, which is the easiest way to say it. Yep. Um dojin is fan published self published content and a lot of the time that Dojin, in you know like harry potter folks got <laughs> got fanfic we got full on manga <laughs> we got like i'm just always impressed when i find a good dojin girl i read one called it was like 41 days i don't remember but it was an, it was an Aizawa and oh my, Dojin.. Mm. And if that was not Horikoshi's hand, I don't know whose it was. That is
0: the thing. The people who make Dojin, you could I'm just like, I'm just like, do you know how to do you counterfeit as like your main gig? Like,
1: because the art style looks very close. I have been deceived by many a Dojin panel. Yes, uh, if I'm all being completely the, honest, every itchy Rukia
0: Dojin that someone would put on Pinterest, and I'm like, okay, it's that is happened. violence.
1: That is violence. <laughs> No, I've never been hurt so much more than I when I realized that it's it's just fan art. I just get so upset because
0: I'm just like, oh, but it looks real. It's the it, this is canon now. It's my canon. Shout
1: out to my boys, Hot Wings, Dobby.
0: <laughs> oh, that's Fox. canon too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but so that was where I came into. So I I, I feel like a lot of what webtoons has done, it, it, it's opened up that. That self-publishing space even more, mm-hmm. so I think that that's why. And not webtoon is in like webtoon, but like web comics overall has mm-hmm. really allowed for more to come into that into that genre. And and one of the things that I do want to call out too is like. I think that yaoi, especially in the U.S., and I guess, I mean, I can't speak for all English-speaking countries, but, like, there is a big negative connotation into, well, this is just going to be fetishy, this is just going to be, like, straight female mangaka um, fetishizing, you know, queer romances, and usually straight straight female mangaka. Um, and that's not always the case. I'm not saying that it's not there, because it is, but mm-hmm. there is—I um, read a few articles, and there is a very large queer community that has built up, built up and out around BL and in Japan. And so I think that, like, when we talk about. Because um, now I feel like when you use the term yaoi, a lot of Westerners, a lot of white women, to be honest, will be like, yeah. how dare you call it yaoi? Yaoi is a bad word. And it's like, okay, stop trying to make everything pure and proper. Like, right? don't, it's not that deep. Um, and there are some larger critiques to be had, but like that I think needs to be taken on a case-by-case basis because there have been moments where um, I think it was an, an American author adapted a BL manga who, that was written by a straight woman into a novel, and he was a gay man, and he, like, did it worse, but he said that he was doing it better, and he had the right to essentially steal this mangaka's work because he was entitled to it as an American oh. gay man. And it there is just... A lot at play, yeah. That I don't think we have the depth to touch on. And since this is a 101 episode, we're gonna put a pin in that and we yes. will enlist the help of people who are smarter than us in that area, but also are not just two straight women talking about yaoi. Um, but beyond that, a lot of people just assume that BL is going to be sexually explicit and have no plot. Like it's just going to be two dudes doing it. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of that. Um, <laughs> That's called smut. <laughs> That's smut. Um but more largely I have found actually some of the most powerful and emotional stories that I've read over the last like 10 months now have been BL stories. And like, just to go through a few, like what, what BL, especially now is, is doing a lot more overtly is really embracing confronting social stigmas and homophobia mm-hmm. Um putting its characters through coming of age narratives that not only look at their own biases, but have them coming into their own sexuality in, in a lot of the ways that the nuance of shoujo has given to female characters, or even like, just when you think of like coming of age, when we think of a coming of age drama, we think about oh, a young woman coming into her own mm-hmm. into usually a heterosexual relationship. And yep. what, a lot of the the BL that I've been reading is the exact opposite. And and a lot of times you have like the friends to lovers trope that comes in. And I really love those stories because you're dealing with characters who have had such a strong friendship and they have to, uh, for lack of better words, like come to terms with understanding that their relationship isn't just platonic. It isn't just friendship. It is something more. Um, So Tokyo Pop, which we're not going to get into all the politics behind Tokyo Pop, but Tokyo Pop has a line of uh, queer romances, both Yaoi and Yuri um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> under their love x love imprint. And one of my favorites is there are things that I can't tell you. And that is a one shot BL where you are dealing with two adults now who are still really good friends, but have had a past of, telling each other that, that they loved each other and then rejecting each other because of like the outside social pressures. And then the entirety and that, that and you find that out like a quarter through the book. And then the rest of it is them trying to make it work and trying to understand themselves and like ultimately making the decision that it doesn't matter what everybody else says. Right. That it, it's about them. Um And that one is so like, That is a BL. It's not smut. There is sexually explicit scenes in there. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not like the bulk of it. I mean, there's some hot scenes in there. (laughs) Um, Same thing with Replay or A Deck of Book of Sugar Days, which are two other yaois also under Tokyo Pops uh, imprint. Um, But I wouldn't call them smut. It's more like, oh yeah, these two characters had sex. Okay, cool. Fulfillment. We've seen what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have stories like Given, which is, Given is yes. probably one of my favorite anime and manga in existence, like just in existence, not even just like my favorite Yaoi or my favorite BL, but like just my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. And this is published by Sublime, which is Viz's BL imprint, which I highly recommend all of Sublime mangas um BL they're just they're really good like i have bought too much if you're listening to this and you also follow my husband on twitter don't tell him how much bl i have bought from sublime it's almost their whole catalog it's kind of a problem um self care treat <laughs> yourself
0: i'm an enabler <laughs>
1: Um, but in Given, you have a character who knows his sexuality, who's had a boyfriend before, but lost that boyfriend and is having to deal with the grief and guilt of losing him. And then you have another character who is following love with him. So it's Mufuya and Ritsuka. And then Ritsu, Mafuya is the one who already knows who he is and is dealing with that grief and processing. And then Ritsuka is... um is the other boy in the band who is like having to realize, oh my God, that's what these feelings are. This is, this is love. Like I am attracted to him. Um, And then they're in a band with two older members who are in college and they have their own thing going on. But ultimately the first two volumes of that and the first, and then the season of the anime are really focused on what grief is like, what overcoming grief is like, and what, Finding love through that grief is, and it's one of the most powerful stories that I've ever read, and it's a BL. And and I think a lot of the times, what happens in fandom, what happens in manga communities, and and and, in anime communities, is people just kind of write BL off as as pretty much as as hentai, or they write it off as it's going to be extremely fetishy. It's not going to actually tell anything. It's not going to have plot. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, we can even just bring up Blue Flag, Nisha, which you're reviewing on the website. Yes. Uh, which is a shown and ones. I. <laughs> so like, and and this is like, consider <clears throat> like consider the titles I just listed as your primer to get into into BL. I also have a list on our website that I will include in the show notes. It's eight titles that you can go check out. They're not super steamy, but you can DM me and I will give you the steamy titles. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a dealer almost like, Hey, I I got, got Hey, Hey, (laughs) hey, I have, I have supernatural werewolves. I have Yakuza. I have vampires. I have idols. I got it all. Like I have, I have the Rex. Yes. Um, But if you want to, let's talk about a little bit of wholesome and talk about blue flag. Okay.
0: Yeah. So blue flag is one of my favorite and like, to Kate's point, using the terms from earlier, it, it classifies more of a, uh, <clears throat> more as a shounen eye um, because, so just to give y'all a quick synopsis on it, it's like an unexpected love triangle with a dash of unrequited love, with two classmates, a boy and a girl, begin to fall in love with each other when each of their best friends have already fallen in love with them. First off, drama. Back to Kate's point, or previous point, there is great plot and story in like Shonen an IBL and I feel like this is a, a shiny example of it because like I have never seen a story told like this the idea of like yes the love triangle this blue flag flips the love triangle on its butt and gives you a love quadrangle yeah and it's the best it, it, it has the well I don't want to give any spoilers away but it is the friends to unrequited love Mm -hmm. Um, with one friend, basically for majority of the series, not both friends, sorry, the girl and the boy who are friends to the other boy and the girl don't know that their friends, their best friends are in love with them for the majority of the series. And I think it's important because I, it deals. So let's just talk about the characters real quick. This isn't a review of blue flag, which we can make a whole episode of that once the series, concludes. we should, but you have Toma, who is the boy who is in love with his best friend, and he's not even the main character, but Toma's such an awesome character, but Toma is his a star- His ba-
1: design is also so good, and his That's little so haircut. Good. I love his little buzz cut,
0: and he's just, you know, Toma is the school star baseball player. He's the baseball captain, and all this, and he's so popular, and everybody loves him, and it's like his best friend Taishi is short and small, and he- is dealing with his own stuff of like self-loathing and you know feeling guilt and all these other things and feelings. But it's like to me, it just it's crazy because like for all the reasons that Taishi like is like hard on himself and hates himself, Toma looks at him and is in love with him. And Taishi doesn't know. He doesn't know.
1: <laughs> it's so like it it is one of those things where like it's unrequited. Mm -hmm. But it's never awkward in the way where, like, they're both trying to respect and protect each other's feelings. Mm -hmm. And it's adorable because Toma is this character that you think has it all. And Tai Chi thinks has it all. But what Toma really wants is, like, the ability to feel and just be free and open in the Mm -hmm. way that Tai Chi is. And it is just so adorable. And I cried so much (laughs) throughout the series because there is a scene where people find out that toma does have this crush and they put him through hell like yeah there's a physical fight and then tai chi has to listen to these guys just i mean and and i guess like trigger warning it does have a lot of homophobic language in it but it's because it's it's dissect it's showcasing those prejudices yeah. And, and for the most have... part,
0: oh, go sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say to, and again, not so much a spoiler, but like the guy, the one guy specifically who gets in a fight is one of Toma's best friends. Yeah. And it's like that. And then, like, and it's the whole reason why you feel bad for Toma throughout the series because you can tell him keeping his secret, him struggling with his feelings and like keeping that to himself and not being able to say what he wants. Cause he even says like, I just want to be able to say and feel what I want and feel free. And his whole reasoning for like, I'm just going to get a job and move out as soon as high school's over. And so like, he just wants to be away from everyone because he feels at least then he can be himself, more of himself. And he doesn't want to hurt anyone in the process. And I'm just like, this sweet boy, this sweet, precious boy just deserves the world. But then his worst fears are realized because people will tell him constantly, you seem like you're hiding something. What's wrong? And he knows, like, you're not going to, I don't. He's like, I'm you. hiding
1: myself because you're going to treat me like crap. Right.
0: And like, even, oh, we didn't even talk about the two girls. Granted, this isn't a, what a girls love. Yuri. story. Yeah. Yuri. But, like, there's that whole dynamic where like him and the other girl kind of are each other's confidants, even though they kind of have a clashing friend.
1: They kind yeah. of clash
0: with each other. It's adorable. It, it's yeah. it's
1: really good. And I've actually recommended Blue Flag to a couple of people. Who have wanted to like, okay, you talk about BL all the time on the timeline, and I'm actually interested now. And and blue flag is such a really good like entry point. Yeah. Um, but I also think that it also showcases like the importance of having like queer stories just told in general. Yeah. Because like when I was younger and growing up and not really sure about sex or love or even just like what type of emotions I'm supposed to be expressing or how I can talk to people. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that like anime and manga is like the best space to get this because I don't want to be a shojo heroine ever. My God, are they dumb. <laughs>
0: Good <to> um, <laughs> you are not Sailor Moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, there is something to be said for seeing the type of emotions that you're feeling represented And Mm -hmm. seeing the types of love that you want to experience represented that lets you feel like you're not alone. Um, And it's the same reason that like we talk about wanting to see characters that look like us on screen. Having Mm -hmm. characters that reflect our, our identities in any way is really important. And when we offer up stories that range from like wholesome coming of age in Shonen Eye Blue Flag to like, Smutty Werewolves and Coyote um yep. Coyote go read Coyote it's real good um <laughs> and that's published by Sublime um you you get to just go in you you get to see more of what of what you want to experience of it. And, and and I guess that like for me and this is where it's probably important to point out that like I, there do need to be more Um, like queer mangaka, like writing these stories too. Mm -hmm. That being said, a lot of mangaka don't even tell you who they are. Like they don't tell you their gender. They don't tell you their sexuality. A lot of the times, like when they do Q&As, especially with web web comics, you don't see their faces. You don't know anything. So all you have is just really the work they're putting out. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so start with Blue Flag if you think you, li- if you like that, I would say graduate to given. Yeah. And then from given, if you want to go, I would, yeah, I would say given. And then there are things I can't tell you, which is a one shot. And then if you want steamy, come hit me up. <laughs> um, but before we, cause I do want to talk about steamy. And I do want to talk about web comics, but we also want to take time to tell you about yaoi crate one more time uh so you know that we love bl we've already started talking about it on this episode i pretty much mention it every other episode so we want to tell you again about yaoi crate which is a subscription box for folks just like us, that offers 100% officially licensed BL merch, manga, and dojin with four to six items per box with exclusives that you can only get via Yaoi Crate. Additionally, when you order yours, you get free shipping. And for our international listeners, hi, Trish, I hope you're listening, uh, mm-hmm. Yaoi Crate offers both U.S. and international shipping options. Now is the time to get yours December orders are in they've announced that this box is actually made uh, with uh, in partnership with Tokyo pop so you may get some of the titles that I am talking about right now in that box which will be pretty cool. Um, I have my subscription. I can tell you that I give them my money. So I totally feel fine telling you to give them your money. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a really a company. They just started up. So December will be their third box that they shipped. Um, but they're, they're great folks over there. So, so yeah, if, if you are moved by our YALI conversations today.
0: <laughs> if the spirit moves you,
1: I think I honestly am like on their website right now.
0: And I think I'm going to sign up for it. Do it.
1: (laughs) Join me. (laughs) Join me in Yowie. Um, That should just be your new tagline, (laughs) join me. Join me in Yowie. (laughs) I want a t-shirt that says join me in Yowie. Can we just make that for ourselves? Oh, yeah, we can. We have a t-shirt store. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the next piece of this, and I've talked mainly about manga, uh, so Japanese produced content. um, but I do really want to talk about manwa and and specifically that that comes out of uh web comics from like Tappy Tune and lesson um that is a wild wild front' cause oh my God, the titles I have read on lesson, mhm are 10 times steamier than not no 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 shade to sublime like sublime does its job and there are some that are completely uncensored like therapy game thank you um (laughs) but you just get there's a lot of different types of there, there there are more expensive sub genres and genres on uh in a web medium, I think, than what we're getting from like those really standard publishers. And and Sublime and, and Tokyo Pop aren't the only two. Like Seven C's also publishes a lot of Yuri and Yaoi. Um, Kodansha, I believe, has a couple of BL titles. Um, but yeah. Uh so the first one I want to talk about is Cherry Blossoms After Winter, which is from Tappy Tune, and it is four seasons long, and it is great because it is half and half so like the first half is wholesome shonen eye content and then the 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 lat the like seasons one and two is shonen eye and then seasons three and four is like who they discovered what sex is Mm -hmm. um and it's actually a really adorable story so um there are two boys who end up growing up together and living together and they end up living together because one of their, uh, their one of their parents dies. And so the other one's mom takes them in. Um, and the guy is a chable or like a, an heir to a company. Um, and then the other one who is like the short, tall, t- the very tall, muscular, white haired boy. And then the like, short brunette boy who is like thin like just like it's the tropes Um, of course there's a white haired boy in this if if you know you know um (laughs) (laughs) and the entire first season of it is them having to realize like when they were younger they they used to be like we're gonna get married and then that stopped and they thought that they hated each other and so when we come into their story, they're in their last year of high school and they get put into the same class and they actually get to spend time together and talk to each other and realize that they're in love. And, and it, it is real love. It's not just platonic. Um, mm. And then we see them go through college and then we see them go into um, the working world. And right now where they're at is like, they, they're they gonna get married. They wanna get married But um, the rich guy's dad has finally found out about them. And so they're having to kind of overcome that obstacle Mm. of having people accept them and and moving forward. But like, it's a really, really good BL title that like, I think everybody should read. Also, if you're not, because like, if you're not into Smut, they also have an all ages version where they cut out and censor those scenes. So even if you're, if you're not into that, you can read the the censored one um, and censored as in they cut out the scenes entirely, not just like a, a glowing white.
0: <laughs> ah, I was going to say, yeah. like, what do you mean cut out? Because we yeah. both know
1: <laughs> that, that dicks don't exist in BL. It's just nope. glowing. It, it's, it's glowing shapes.
0: Pretty much. It's just like a glowing blank spot on a page.
1: <laughs> or just a hand with nothing in it. It's it's interesting. <laughs> um, and that that's that smut in general too. Like that's not just VL, like that's right. just it's very hard to find a penis. Um <laughs> They don't exist. Unless you look at Sublime Manga, which publishes Therapy Game, which is completely uncensored. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. 10 counts uncensored too. Anyway, I have a lot of recommendations. Um, But beyond that too, uh, Lesen has a lot of really good titles that bridge, that that do a lot of, of different things, right? So like there are vampire manga, there's idol manga, or Manwa, um, and they're all focused on BL. And and I would say like they have some of the best stories. Like I said, I've spent a lot of coins (laughs) on Lesson. Um, But the other thing I do want to touch on as you embark on your Yaoi journey after this, which I hope you do, Nisha, do you know what Omegaverse is? I do not know what Omegaverse
0: is. What is it, Kate?
1: ma'am okay hold on I'm going to make sure I use the correct thing so this is where it's gonna get a little weird um (laughs) so Omegaverse isn't yaoi specific it does happen in other fan fiction pieces but I've always read it in manga and manhwa Uh, So Omegaverse, also known as ABO, Alpha, Beta, and Omega, Mm -hmm. is a subgenre of erotic fiction that was originally a subgenre of erotic fan fiction. And these stories essentially have the population split into three groups, the alphas, the betas and the omegas and the betas don't matter like none of these stories (laughs) like the betas are just there and then uh, traditionally what you have is you have a story between an alpha and an omega and an alpha is like think of like it's based on like it well, it's based. I'm using bunny quotes on base because this is defunct science, but it's based on like an alpha wolf, a beta wolf, that kind right. of stuff. And so, like, an alpha is supposed to be like hyper masculine, super muscular, really giant. And then you have the omegas, which are like your by shown in, you'd be shown in like characters, like super delicate, super effeminate. Um, they can get pregnant. They have uteruses. Uh, So this is where male pregnancy gets involved. Um, And essentially, it's, like, werewolves without them being wolves. Like, so, like, omegas emit, like, a pheromone that attracts alphas to them. And then alphas can do the same thing. And Mm -hmm. omegas go into heat, which makes for, like, ten chapters of just sex. Anyway, Omegaverse is a thing. Why am I telling you this, listeners? Because you will see it when you start searching Yowie, and I want you to be prepared. Uh-
0: <laughs> I'm just like imagining someone just like, okay, they told me to go look up Yaoi and they just go Google it and then Omegaverse pops up.
1: <laughs> now, Omegaverse Yowie is not bad, it's real I, I read it. I enjoy it every now mm-hmm. and then. Um I will say something that you will have to because and, and this is more when we're talking about the more erotic side of of BL and not like the more like for plot, but if we're looking at mm-hmm. the more erotic side of it where it is going to be a lot of explicit content. I will say definitely check for trigger warnings and content warnings because, mm-hmm. like in any erotic fiction, there is a lot of problematic pieces that come with it. Yeah. Um, I actually think one of one of the largest tropes that is that I know a lot of people have had a lot of problems with, and I can see why, is um a gay character coming onto their straight friend and then their straight friend becoming gay. Um or doing it through like, it's called dubcon is like what it's actually called in like the, the fiction world, like dubious consent, like where it's not 100% mm-hmm. explicit. Yeah. Um, I would say with like newer titles, either it's marked that that's what's going to happen or they kind of don't do it at all, which is really nice. You're seeing a lot Mm -hmm. of evolve. Um, But then if you pick up a series, and I actually highly recommend this series, uh, it's called Don't Be Cruel. So what a lot of series are that have gone on for longer pieces. So Don't Be Cruel is nine volumes long with a couple of one-shot side stories. And that one opens with the two main characters one of them is coerced into sex by the other character and it's a pretty forceful relationship for like the first two volumes first three volumes and then it changes but in the like last two volumes of the series um the they have a friend who is uh who is almost sexually assaulted and wow. his uh, so the the two main characters the character who was assaulted by the other one makes a comment like, oh, that would have been horrible for your first time. And mm-hmm. his boyfriend hears that. And this is like the first time I've ever seen it in, in, in a yaoi or in a BL. That character has a self-reflective moment where he's like, I did that. I hurt the person I love like that. And oh. so the mangaka address the way that this began because a lot of the times what happens is you have like a really problematic start and then you end up with like this beautiful love story Mm -hmm. and don't be cruel they actually address that and they have they have the two characters talk about it and talk it out and apologize and like deal with that so it's like that happens too um Mm -hmm. But yeah, Omegaverse, I would say, like, anytime you pull up Omegaverse, like, look for the content warnings because that's usually going to be filled with them. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have anything else to add outside of, like, specific, like, tropes and specific titles, which I think we should just do more episodes for. We can invite other people to come on and talk about it with us, but yeah. Uh, um, I do have some questions.
0: questions. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, well, cause I thought maybe this would be fun to ask for other people, but like we can, the question I was thinking of, like, what do you look for in a good BL? Cause nice. I have my preferences and I know you have like your taste, but like, what do you look for in a good, like, you know, it's going to be a book. It's going to be a good meaty steamy story, but it's going to be like, is it going to be a long one? Is it going to be
1: a specific plot? So please share. Mm, Okay. Um, I'm not a fan of one shots. So I want like an actual series, which is really (laughs) hard to come by in manga. Um, But in manhwa, so like in in the web comics, um, I don't pick up a series unless it has 40 chapters. It has to at least have 40 chapters because I am currently reading six series <laughs> that I have to read weekly and I can't like it, it I'm overwhelmed because I just want those chapters and I want to see what happens because I keep ending you on know, cliffhangers. Um, mm-hmm. which is a testament to how good those writers are. Um, but they have to be longer. Um I don't like old perspectives. Like I want them like right. my age. Um And they have to be hot. Obviously, if they're all hot, that's not even a requirement. But I like darker stories. So I like stories that are either going to be like uh, supernatural. So like uh, werewolves and vampires, or I like Yakuza. Mm -hmm. Uh, stories because I want that like thrilling edge to it too. I mean, I it's the same way with my Jose for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, So like uh, Twittering Birds Never Fly is probably one of my favorite mangas ever. And that one, it comes with heavy content or content warnings, but it's a really good story. It's extremely sexy. There is a segment of chapters where they have sex for like four whole chapters. And it's really good. Um, But it also has a really deep story. And like, I just think like the the darker themes is just something I'm kind of drawn to. But like, that's also just what I like in my romance because I don't want an easy romance. Like I do want to see like some struggle and tribulation. And maybe if people deal with their trauma along the way too, that's also fine. Um, but that's usually what I look for. Also white-haired characters. E- if y'all have listened to this podcast, you know, I like white-haired characters. That's a given. So
0: <laughs> is
1: he half monster man? Does he have white hair? He's
0: Kate's type. Yep. <laughs> um, I guess for me, I, as y'all know, I am a himbo. I am himbo trash. I like my himbos, but like mainly because, like, I like very tall, broad male characters who have a hearts of gold (laughs) and who are not, who who do not, you know, fit the toxic masculine mold, but, you know, like, they have hearts of gold. So, like, Sign is a great one that, uh, I think it was, it's a manhwa that Kate told me about. Yes, Sign is so good. He's so pure. It is so precious and pure, and yes, it is also steamy, but... It is so good because like you get this huge, this like giant bear of a man and you got like, there's just like this, there's a budding love, which it kind of falls into that one trope. Like you said, like, I'm still not sure. And it's maybe because where I'm at right now where like the one character, it's not made clear if this is his first relationship with a man. Mm, um, yeah. And I don't know if this is, but he's attracted to him. And, but then it's also just like, i'm like i just need more clarity <laughs> I just, but i'm also just like i'm eager to see where this goes because i love their relationship dynamic so big tall broad character with a slightly shorter person great um because again i'm trash um also like i said heart of gold tough exterior um yes Sunder trash also that's also great yeah you <laughs> need
1: to read cherry blossoms because it's talking- giant tall man Shorter character. Well, that's how
0: I got into the Titans Bride. Oh my! <laughs> Another deal, y'all. I'm like, wow, that's my. Like, that's hey, hey. I learned that there is story, and I think it might fall within a megaverse. Now that you talked about it, I'm still not sure if he whole- gets
1: pregnant. If he can get pregnant, and if they don't just say it, but he can actually get pregnant, okay. then it is.
0: I will continue to read and let y'all know. But like, basically, I, as the story keeps going, they're like, "Oh no, you're gonna help. You're gonna like carry my children." And like the dude, because it's an isekai, and he gets transported there. Okay,
1: yeah, I would say that that the yeah, I would say that's just isekai. I don't, yeah, that's not. I don't think it's. I'm waiting it's for like universe. some magical
0: nonsense to happen, and he be like, "Oh, I'm pregnant." Because <laughs> like, I'm not
1: seeing the math add up. I'm reading one. Or I read, I don't, I forgot the name of it, but I read one Omegaverse where, like, the first season was, like, hot steamy sex and then, like, the last two seasons have just been them raising a child together. And it's actually been really adorable. I, hate okay, so I haven't experienced, you know, like,
0: Omegaverse where there's a male character who's pregnant, but, like, I do love the dynamic of found family and, like, the men raising a child together. And it's just, yeah. like, because I haven't seen, I'm like, I haven't really, I'm not very well-versed in Omegaverse but like I love those stories because I've seen a lot of those in webtoons mm-hmm. so I'm like it's not that like it's it's maybe one of their child children from like a previous marriage or like yeah one their best friends and it's in one of them is an uncle and they start raising the child together and then they realize that they fall in love and like so I love those so I'm like hmm do I try
1: Omegaverse maybe <laughs> I it's, like now it's having- real it's real steamy like, I like a lot of the time I
0: yeah like <laughs> I would say
1: try one I'll 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 go into I'll, I'll look at like the ones that I like and I'll send you some and okay
0: yeah I if you're on Twitter face.
1: feel free to ask me if you want recommendations I have a lot I mean of now questions. we have fleets <laughs> oh yeah we do have fleets I can delete my thirst or like Twitter will automatically delete my thirst after 24 hours
0: Yeah. So, you know, stories, but I mean, fleets where, you know,
1: just follow Kate for all the fleets (laughs) and you can follow me for all the one piece content. And I will say too, like if you're listening to this and you want to listen to like a dedicated Yowie show where they are way smarter on the topic than me, I would say go listen to the Yowie shelf. That is hosted Mm -hmm. by at um, at Aichi Yume and at Mama Loves Manga. They are one phenomenal follows on Twitter, but Mm -hmm. two, they just know their shit. And though they like they thirst like no other. And it's amazing. And I love it. And if you want more, you should go over there also come oh. back here for when we do Yowie, like the next of Yowie, but we should reach out and have we should do like have them on the show that would be amazing
0: if they if y'all listen I know I follow mama love uh, manga um because you're right there are great people to follow so I'm gonna follow the other host but uh I had another question um so yeah what we are what do we look for oh I guess sorry I didn't finish mine yeah I also look for something that is at least longer than 10 chapters. I'm okay with like short one shots as long as there's a good story, which that's hit or miss with 10 chapters, but like I'm with, I would actually prefer like a lengthy story um, because it gives for good plot. And then
1: I need those twists and turns and those twists and turns don't happen when it's a 16 chapter story. You're right. It does not.
0: Cause it's just, I
1: don't know. I mean, I, I
0: do like the drama. I like the steaminess. I like the drama. I like to be dragged out. It's like reading. It's like when you are up at 11 p.m. and you know you have to go to bed an hour, but you find a fan fiction with 25 chapters and it's a slow burn. I read it <laughs> and I stay up till 3
1: a.m. <laughs> I, the majority of the times that I have stayed up in quarantine have just been because I was reading Yowie and I was like, I'm just gonna read 10 chapters. And I'm like, oh shit, I read 50.
0: Yep. Same here. Oh, my last thing. I just don't like it when they make one of the characters look younger. Like, younger, younger. So I just, I prefer to, I, I like stay away. From, like, when you know one of the characters look like
1: a, like, you look like a man and the other one looks oh, like they could be a 13 year old boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I yeah. don't like it, like, when any romance. I don't like that. any romance it's, like that it's real weird and that's where we get into that like problem yeah. territory um I'm fine with it so long as it is very clear that these characters are of age that, then I'm fine with it yeah but I, I won't go seek it out if it has a recommendation I'll look I'll look at it mm-hmm. but yeah yeah that's my
0: like biggest thing i'm just like what does the other character look like okay cool they look old (laughs) and it's and it's confirmed that they are how old yes great um but yeah that's what we look for i guess in our in our yaoi bl manga um
1: any questions from you kate or are we ready to wrap this up i think we're ready to wrap this up um i will take a picture of my yaoi shelf and share it and people can look at those titles um and i can put that in the show notes if people want Um, But yeah, um, as we get ready to head out, we're going to tell you all about Yaoi Crate again, because we love them, because they sponsored this episode. Um, Again, Yaoi Crate is a subscription box that offers 100% officially licensed BL merch, manga, and doujin with up with four to six items per box with exclusives that you can only get in Yaoi Crate. This month's orders are open and they are doing a partnership with Tokyo Pop. I highly suggest that you get your subscription. I have a three-month subscription right now. Um, I love it. You can go over to my Instagram to check that out, which my Instagram is pretty much just manga now. Um, (laughs) And yaoi. You can also get my recs there. Um, But yeah. Nisha? Yeah, y'all can also find
0: me at, well, on Twitter and on Instagram now, at NishaPlays. That's N-E-Y-S-H-A P-L-A-Y-S where I post Most of all of my cosplay content and other things, and talk about One Piece because I am
1: now in the 800s, baby. Kate will lose this bait. Kate will lose. I will say (laughs) I did lose her bet. I didn't finish Olympus Lore, but I, or Lore Olympus, I am on episode like 50 and I'm losing my shit. Because I hate Minth and I want to punch her in her stupid red nymph face. I hate her and I just want Persephone to be happy. And I don't know what to do because I was so in love with Apollo in Blood of Zeus. And now I have this dumb purple motherfucker who is an (laughs) asshole and I hate him. And I don't know what Nisha has done with me. But now you get big blue Hades. Not that Disney Hades. Just big. B- this Hades is
0: big blue dick energy that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dr. Manhattan
1: energy listen if you're in oh, 50 you're in please please put blue big blue dick energy on a t-shirt as well um, oh we could we definitely could but you with- haven't even gotten to Aries so I can't wait for you to meet oh, him. God, I'm gonna <laughs> Google that man before he comes up in the in the in the web too. But uh, I will say, I didn't say we could find me. You can find me at Randier on Twitter and Instagram, um, and you can find us at dyht underscore pod. Um, if you're listening right now, we haven't asked before, but we're gonna ask now. Please leave us iTunes reviews. Leave us reviews on anything that you listen to, and. Uh, you know follow and tweet at us. Uh, we're gonna try to be more regular with our postings, but not gonna lie, it's 2020 and it's hard tired. out we're here. Tired. And Nisha's <laughs> doing a whole ass MBA, so like,
0: I'm a to trying to get an MBA in a pandemic, I'm running a website <laughs> and a podcast network we're and fine. writing. We're fine, yeah. it's fine, we're just, fine, you know, it's fine. Just everything on fire, but no, I think we've done good. We're proud of ourselves, but we will become be you know more regular because we have tons of topics we want to talk about, and mm-hmm. you know, oh, We're gonna get into it all, but yeah. Until next time. <clears throat> so, after this episode, will you check out Yowie Crate and or get into Yowie? Dip your toe in there. We gave you a crash course in the Yowie one on one. Hit up Kate for you know suggestions. Um, will I ever convince Kate to watch One Piece? Am I winning? Yeah, a little Piece? bit.
1: I saw that scene where Zoro took on Luffy's pain and I was like, fuck, this is actually this is cool. There's
0: heart. Damn it. There's heart, I told you. Um, and lastly, um, hang it, I forgot the last one. Hold on. Usually you
1: have one and I <laughs> will you venture into make first find out next time on did you have to
0: <laughs> bye did you have to is co-produced by kate sanchez and lanisha campbell our intro is done by dr emory stephen daniel and our outro and intro music is by benjamin Desaut, a.k.a ben Son.